Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. I grew up in the Rocky Mountains. This meant that we had easy access to camping grounds, hikes, and my favorite overall activity, trail running. My dad introduced me to the sport of trail running. Um, I had grown up going to his races as a kid, running the kiddie versions, and eventually joined him on the trails. From running, I even made friends, and as a kid, I had an unofficial running grandpa named Mel, who always encouraged me and whom I sometimes met on the trails running in the mountains. Mel was superb. I have many memories of running through the mountains, admiring the views, the changing colors of the leaves, cursing the switchbacks, pausing to walk, dodging quaking aspen branches, occasionally jumping over or past rattlesnakes, and the exhilarating feeling of flying down the mountain when you've run so long that you can't really feel your legs anymore, so they're basically just like flapping in the wind behind you. I also have fond-ish memories of running on flat, dusty dirt and tripping over literally nothing, tripped over dust, and cutting up my knee to the point of needing stitches. Super majestic, that one. So from the literal ups and downs in the hills and mountains of our runs, and for all the times that we pick ourselves back up again after we fall, let's take a little bit of time for gratitude for the fast-forward version of hiking, trail running. Trail running is really what it sounds like. It is running in nature, sometimes on hiking trails. Unless you get lost, then it's usually running back to a hiking trail. It involves ascents and descents and doesn't typically take place on paved roads. It is pretty similar to cross-country running, actually, and another form of running called fell running. Trail running races really began to pick up between 2008 and 2018, growing from 160 races to 1,800 around the world. That is a huge increase. So before we get to the exponential growth, let's take a look at how trail running got started, which is a little bit difficult, but we'll do our best. If we're looking back through the millennia, the question is, how did we start running for fun? and not like to run away from things or to chase after things for food or to not become food. Humans have been running for who knows how long to catch game, to escape dangerous predators, or perhaps even to run to friends or loved ones. But if we're talking competitive running, then some of the first examples we can look to that we have recorded evidence of surface in Ireland with the Talchin Games. While these games included other activities like wrestling, singing, and dancing, although perhaps not all at the same time, though that would be amazing and I would want to see that, there is evidence that running competitions were also a part of the games. These games were used to distinguish members of the community to determine who were the good warriors and who was fit to carry out a specific task or need of the community. The Talchin games are thought to have celebrated the goddess Talchu and date back to around 1829 BCE. In ancient Greece, we also find races on foot in the Olympics, with short and long-distance races introduced in about 700 BCE. These two distances were about 700 meters for the short run and three miles for the long run. Some of these runners, the Hoplitodromos, even ran in full suits of armor. And we cannot mention running without telling the tale, whether or not it is true, of the first marathoner. In 490 BCE, during the Battle of Marathon, 
A messenger by the name of Pheidippides was sent to Sparta to ask for aid for the Athenians, which was a 150-mile trip that he made in two days. And then following the Athenian victory over the Persians, Pheidippides was dispatched back to Athens, sent ahead of the armies to relay the news of victory. Upon arrival, according to the story, he was able only to say, we win, before collapsing dead. Makes you want to run a marathon, right? With the terrain that Pheidippides had to cross, this would effectively have been an example of trail running, albeit more like an ultra in all reality, after that 150-mile excursion. The first record of a hill race that we have is actually in Scotland, with the record of King Malcolm III's hill race to determine who could be his foot messenger. This hill race took place in either 1040 or 1064. The terrain of Scotland was such that a foot messenger was more effective and efficient than trying to send a messenger on horseback. With this race, Bill Smith observes that this led to the Highland Games, which still take place today and include a hill run. In the 12th century, if you were a servant of a master who happened to have a carriage, this meant that you followed on foot. It got to the point where masters would set their footmen up against each other in races, anywhere from a few miles to a hundred miles, completed over the course of a few days, one of the first ultramarathons. It was so popular that it garnered a name for itself, pedestrianism. By the 1700s, the races had extended beyond servants to include different classes. One nobleman by the name of Captain Robert Barclay became famous for his run of one mile an hour, each hour for 1,000 hours on the new market race course. As horse breeding became more popular, foot races followed a similar course to those which the horses traversed for hunting, which led to the creation of the steeplechase, which, if you aren't familiar, is a race that came from Ireland and involved a sort of obstacle course race, traditionally running from one steeple in one town to another steeple in another town which included running across various rough terrain. In modern-day racing, it includes 28 barriers and 7 water jumps. By the 1900s, we had various races developing, with guide races becoming popular in schools across Britain at fairs, festival events, and so on. But where did true trail running start? All of this has been running in the wilderness so far and around racetracks, but when did we start trail running? For this answer, we looked to San Francisco, California in the summer of 1904. It was here that a group of friends challenged each other to a race through California coast foothills down to the Dipsy Inn that had just opened. They ran the Mount Tamalpais Trail to get there. The next year, in November of 1905, the friends returned for another round, but this time in a more formal capacity. They started the annual championship cross-country run, Mill Valley to Dipsy, by the sea, which is a super long name. According to Paul Halford's article for the trailrunningmagazine.co.uk entitled A Brief History of Trail Running, the course is about 7.8 miles long and has now been renamed the Dipsy Trail Race. This race was different in that it encountered different terrain from mountains to redwoods and required something of a sense of navigation for the runner. Basically, try not to get lost. To quote Halford again, he dubs one of the differences a, quote, pioneering spirit of adventure, close quote. This race was different from its predecessors in the UK because of the variation in terrain from the mountains to the forest and then, of course, down to the beach. There's also a lot of self-navigation along the way, although most follow the Lone Tree Trail. The winners of the Dipsy race have a wide variety of ages, with ages ranging from 8 to 70 years old. 
The Dipsy race was also a front-runner in allowing women to participate, before many other races allowed the same. For reference, women were first allowed to officially run the Boston Marathon, another famous race, in 1972, which meant that they could officially receive their run times as well, known as their vital statistics. However, women had run the race before that. Roberta Gibb registered as a man in 1966 and ran the race, and in 1967, Catherine Switzer ran the race and endured officials trying to pull her off of the course along the way. The Dipsy Trail Race, however, opened up to women much earlier. As time went on, more races were established. In the 1920s in the United States, the wealthy organized a huge foot race as a means of entertainment, and many came and joined for a chance to earn the cash prize. I'm getting Squid Game vibes, but I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> the race was called the Trans-American Foot Race and was nicknamed the Bunyan Derby. While in South Africa, we find another marathon that also got its start in the 1920s, the Comrades Marathon. Since 1972, running as a sport began to grow exponentially in popularity. Ultra runs, which are races of 31 to 100 miles, began to grow up alongside trail running from the 1970s onward, as people began completing 100-mile races in under 24 hours. These races were less regulated and more adventurous or rough. Ultra running began to be regulated later in 1984 with the World Mountain Running Association and the International Association of Ultra Runners, or the IAU. Trail running, however, wasn't regulated until 2013 with ITRA. Trail running and its most notable races are still relatively young, less than 20 years old, with the first race starting in 2003, the UTMB. According to Halford, trail running focuses on the individual's efforts, their prowess, will, and determination, more so than does your regular running. And it's not so much about winning and losing as it is about finishing and enjoying the experience itself. Probably because you really have to make sure you don't get lost, and that in and of itself is an accomplishment. So whether you're running the trails because it's a faster way to finish your hike, or because you maybe got lost in the woods and it's become like a horror movie situation and it's of necessity, or perhaps it's your preferred method of travel, you can think back on the history of millions who have enjoyed a good run through nature before you. And while running is not everybody's thing, not everybody loves running, it's like a lot, I admit that, we can still be grateful for those activities that make life just a little bit more beautiful. And for me, that's trail running. So I'm grateful. And I love it. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoy a marvelous day. Take care.